so this dream that I had, I'm sure it's because I knew we were talking today and I was probably like, as I was going to bed thinking about like, what do I have going on tomorrow? Yeah. Um, you were getting married. <gasps> yes, I recall I, this. <laughs> it, no, it was your second wedding. Oh, okay. Sorry, Mark. But also it might have still been to Mark. <laughs> That's the thing. So maybe it was like a vow renewal. Yeah, let's something? go with that. I like okay. that. Yes. Okay, we'll go with that. Um, you still had a wedding party, which I don't think people have for vow renewals. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was me, an old coworker of mine who you do not know. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like a few other people, and I'm not going to say you were a bridezilla, Jessica, but I'd say that th there, there was like a, some just some like planning that had, some wires had been crossed. Like, for example, it was something about all of us getting dresses from the same dye lot, which you know is common yeah. for bridesmaids dresses. Yeah, Everyone yeah, used to yeah. order their dresses at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then when, then when we all showed up in our dresses, they were all completely different colors. Like not only not from the same dye <laughs> lot, but like different right. colors. And that is like what you planned. You were like, good, these look right. And we were all like, what? <laughs> and I have a very distinct memory of me following you around with a curling iron and curling your hair, like in motion, like you were like walking I'm not around. Standing still, okay. Yes, and I'm just trailing behind you, curling your hair. And I'm actually like, this is normal. Also, did I have a battery powered curling iron? I have a lot of questions. <laughs> and and you were why wasn't why don't we have a professional doing this? Like just lots of questions. Um, it shows that I have a lot of trust in you, though, to just follow me around with this incredibly hot, you mm -hmm. know, tool that you could, like, mm -hmm. burn me pretty badly on yes. my vow renewal day. And I'm just yes. like, whatever, Laurel's got yeah. this, you know. Well, and it's funny because in my mind, Dream Laurel was like, this didn't happen at your first wedding. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for you know, listeners, for Jessica's first wedding, it's still to this day the only wedding I've—I think it's the only wedding I've been in where we, where the you—you you paid for us to get our hair and makeup done. Usually, oh. it's like one or the other, and it was so—it's just so nice because like somebody else does that, and yeah, it was so low. Like I didn't want it to be high stress. Whereas other weddings I'd been in, where it's like, okay, we're all getting it done, but it's all together at the same time, and so everyone's yes. got to meet here at this time, and you know, whereas like you rocked and got us that amazing suite at the Omni. That's right. And That's we right. all just hung out all day watching Harry mm -hmm. Potter and mm -hmm. getting our hair and makeup done. It was I'm really perfect. glad you, you mentioned Harry Potter because I was like, why do I feel like we watched Harry Potter? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a Harry Potter movie marathon on uh, was ABC uh, Family. Yes. 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 I can that tracks. And I do remember yes. that your like aunt and cousin brought like the <gasps> most amount of food I've like ever seen I from like that. a Panera. Yeah. It was and it was it's perfect because guys, I mean, those of you who don't know, especially the men listening, you don't eat on a wedding day when you're nah. in the wedding. Like yeah. you're so busy. Somebody has to like stop you and tell and like put a sandwich in your hand. Yeah. And that's I feel like that's basically what happened. I do remember it being very relaxed and very low-key and chill, which is it's so such a nice break from well, and we had no idea it was like rainy that all that oh whole gosh. day, cold and rainy and everything. So, and so, so I was, rainy. yeah, so glad that I wasn't having to go all over, you know, to get yeah. ready when it's supposed to be a happy time. Not a, I mean, it is stressful no matter what, but we didn't add to that stress, you know? Yeah. No. So, yeah. I feel like in my dream then, maybe the ceremony started and then it almost like flipped back to your actual wedding. Like... <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was just one of these things where I was like, it makes sense that Jessica was in my dream last night, but it doesn't make sense why it involved a wedding or a vow renewal, a vow renewal. So yeah. maybe, maybe don't tell Mark about this episode, but Mark okay. would be happy to know. I'm fairly certain he was the person you were meeting at the altar. So Yay, fairly certain, fairly certain. Was a, <laughs> as is typical with weddings and the lead up to it, the groom is not very important. So it's really just focuses on other things, but anyway. Uh, well, um, I feel honored that I got to, you know, be a part of your dream last night. And, uh, you know, as much as I trust you, Laurel, I don't think I would let anyone follow me around <laughs> with the curling, like actively curling, yes. straightening, whatever with hot, you know, hairstyling tools yeah. following me around. Like, no, that just does I think not that's, sound I think safe. That's a I think that's a good mantra in life. Yeah, um, do, yeah. do, do you have any recent dreams you want to share? <laughs> no, I, I can't think of any, you know. I, I know I'm, I'm rare in that I often remember dreams. I mean, I can't remember dreams I had this week, but like, I remember dreams like the day after I have them. So See, That's crazy. Like, I'm one of those, like, I wake up and I'm like, man, that was weird. 
and I'll, I'll remember it for maybe 30 seconds or a minute. And then it's just, mm-hmm. it's gone. And the rest of the day, I have that feeling of like something happened in that dream. Yes. And I want to tell, you know, so-and-so about it, but what happened, you know? Yes. And that's, I, yeah, that's been I, me my I whole will, life. <laughs> I will occasionally have what I call mundane dreams where it's, I, I don't know. It's like I ran into, I was at North Park and I ran into this person while shopping and we chatted and whatever. So very mundane. Yeah. Um, to the point that though it then enters, it gets like logged in my memory as I did run into that person at North Park. <laughs> so like let's say two weeks yeah. later, someone's like, "Oh, I noticed on Instagram, you know, so and so," and I was like, "Oh, I ran into that North Park a few." No. <laughs> no. No. No, that was a dream. I yeah. didn't run into them at North Park. So th- that's that's more my problem. It's like I have to be like, did that really happen? <laughs> Um, but anyway, um, well, we, we can maps, go ahead and get this party started. Um, yeah. oh my God, it feels so weird to be the person starting this. <laughs> you can do it, Laurel. You can do Woo! it. I can do it. Okay. You've got years Hello's... of practice. You can yeah. It. Well, not really. Well, not really. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Years of, of observing. 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 Yes. yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> hello, Seattle. Welcome to Craniacs. I'm Laurel. And I am Jessica. You may be wondering, wait a second, I usually tune into the show and it's Laurel and a guy, I think his name is Ryan, but I really tune in for Laurel. And you are not wrong. It is normally me and my friend Ryan, but this week Ryan is traveling. And so we have brought back fan favorite guest, Jessica. Hello, Craniacs. I feel honored to be back. And I feel like this is a special episode, given that you give two well-versed, experienced Frasier fans who grew up watching it. So, I mean, this that should be a stellar really, episode here. That's a really good point. You've got some, you've got a lot of Frasier knowledge between the two of us. And Jessica, yeah. I was thinking about the last time you were on, it was for the beginning of season eight. So maybe this is a trend beginning of every season. <laughs> we're going to invite you back. Sounds to, good. Um, and so I don't know about you, but are we getting to the point where you stopped watching Frasier regularly into the episodes that you don't know as well? Absolutely. Like when you reached out to me about doing this, I was like, oh, yay, yeah, season nine premiere, yeah. And then I was like, wait a second, what was the season nine premiere? Like I had no idea. And so rewatching it, I vaguely remembered the first episode. I definitely remembered the second episode. But this was also when I was starting college. You know, I was a freshman in college. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, you know, I'm, I got a roommate. And so it's, we're having to share the TV and who knows yeah. when I was able to tune in and all that kind of stuff. So I know definitely starting about season nine is when my viewing kind of started to, you know, peter out. So, and, and I, um, I'm, so I'm, a, I'm a little bit younger than Jessica. So I was still in high school, but like, this is where I'm like, guys, we didn't have DVR. Yes. If, if you missed a show <laughs> when it was on, you missed it until it came back in reruns. You couldn't catch up online. Um, and I, and, and as Jessica um, will remember, because we went to the same high school, um, I started my junior year. So that meant I had the hardest English teacher mm-hmm. in our high school, the hardest mm-hmm. teacher probably in our high school. Yeah. I just, I, it, it was like, it was when you went from like being a child to being an adult in terms of high school and how hard everything was. And like, that, I remember the first, that fall semester, I, I never was homesick from school. I was homesick twice just to being like run down and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, I just, a lot of the times my TV watching just fell by the wayside. Isn't that so, so sad? <laughs> and it's funny to me that you remember the epi- second episode, because I was watching the second episode going, I have no recollection of this episode, like whatsoever. So Craniacs, I know we said that we are uh, starting with season nine. We're season nine, episode one and two, which are a two-parter, say the same title, Dawn, Juan, and Hell. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to share that the first one aired on September 25th, 2001. And here's where we have to get yeah sad yeah because if you're doing the math that is two weeks after september 11th exactly fraser was on on tuesdays Mm -hmm. um and so not only did all i think most fall tv shows delay their premieres for a few weeks but fraser the cast of fraser and the crew fraser lost one of the creators and executive producers david angel Mm -hmm. in the september 11th attack so i feel like this show was uniquely impacted in some mm-hmm. ways by by that yeah um i mean they probably filmed this you know like mm-hmm. months or at least a month before 9-11 actually happened but I, I have to be honest it was a very sweet you know little tribute at the end of both episodes just mm-hmm. saying in memory of but i was i would have expected maybe a little more just as far as like yeah. even the opening 
credits, like they could have, I think they were both fireworks. Why didn't, why didn't they make them like red, white, and blue? Or, yeah. you know, like something yeah. along those lines. There was no reference to 9-11 except for the very end. And I know, mm-hmm. if I remember back during that time, like different episodes handled it differently intentionally. Mm-hmm. Like some intentionally brought it up. But I remember right, friends intentionally did not Yes. Right. Yes. Like they friends were like, didn't because set in New York, friends was like, we consciously don't want, like, we want to be an escape. From yeah. This. Yeah. Exactly. And so maybe Frasier, you know, the uh, Frasier producers and everything wanted to follow that same kind of train of thought and everything. But I, I was kind of surprised that there wasn't a little bit more. Or even, I mean, since this person was one of the creators of the show, and I was scrolling back through the Emmys of Frasier's one. I mean, every single time it won Best Comedy Series, David Angel is listed as one of the recipients of it. Yeah. Um, I, I thought maybe they might show, like, a photo of him or yeah. something. Or, like, a little, I don't know, any footage they have of him might do, like, a little montage. I also just wonder if, I mean, it's so hard to think back 20 years to how shell-shocked everybody was. Mm. But I just wonder if they were also just, like, A, not sure. You know, it probably, they probably didn't get confirmation right away that he, you know, passed away on that flight or been on that flight or whatever. And, um... <laughs> Because he did pass away, and his plane was one of the planes that hit the World Trade Center. Um, and uh, yeah, I just I feel like maybe they should know what to do. Like, there's no there's no True. cookie cutter template for this. Of when someone who works on your show gets killed in a terrorist attack, here's what you do. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's very true. I hadn't thought about that way because I just, yeah, I remember just being in college and how like the whole campus just shut down for a few days because everyone was in shock and we're just in Texas, you know, miles away and everything where it's like these people worked together and they mm-hmm. lost someone that was probably like a family member to them. So yeah, they were probably grieving and wanted to do something, but you know, a little shell yes. shock, like you said, to could do and couldn't really do anything more at that time. Yeah. So. And, and you're, you're, you're right in that. Um... Oh, wait, what was I going to say? Oh, you're right in that. They'd probably already filmed a few episodes. I read, um, I went back and read online that he and his wife were on a plane um, back from their summer home in on the Cape that they <clears> were getting back, not only for a, a table read for an upcoming Frasier episode, but also the Emmy Awards are supposed to be that weekend. And Frasier oh, was nominated again for of course. comedy series yeah. all these things. And then the Emmys got delayed. You may remember the Emmys got delayed twice that year. Yeah. So when they finally happened, like no one showed up because they were like, we don't believe it's actually happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But so, yeah, there are a few reasons why they were headed back. Um, and yeah, it's just now I feel like not many prestige TV shows follow the September to May calendar anymore. Mm-hmm. So but I'm like, no, back then, every single show started in September. Mm-hmm. And all of these shows were then just like, we're not starting yet. Um, yeah, I do remember that Friends, if I remember correctly, the storyline at the beginning of the season was Monica and Chandler leaving on their honeymoon. And they had made they'd written some <laughs> joke in about how Monica being you know a control freak wanted to arrive at the airport like six hours early and they had to rewrite that episode and shoot it because they were like that's not out of the realm of possibility anymore that you have to arrive at the airport six hours early so yeah i did not um, know that that's interesting yeah Yeah. uh, why i remember these things i don't know i also i mean this is not a friends podcast but i also think that that's why that that is part of the resurgence of friends was in 2001 and like they saw their ratings go up and i remember reading a people magazine that year because i still have the article um that said that like people wanted to go back to like play like new york where people left their apartment doors unlocked and all your friends gathered at the coffee shop and these people that you you know that you saw as friends maybe you hadn't visited in a while they were still there so i feel like that's when friends became a lot more popular yeah um so the synopsis for this episode i don't i'm not like ryan i don't do the imdb synopsis i do the hulu synopsis which are much briefer Mm -hmm. so for the first part it is frazier stuns everyone by dumping perfect match claire for lana the bombshell (laughs) i have a few problems with this description but um yeah i was about to say they never even called her a bombshell that whole episode if i remember right no, like no. that. They did call Claire perfect. She's perfect match for you. She's perfect, but yes, yeah. I also feel like they they more call Lana like the prom queen. Yes, more than anything, they rarely call her the bombshell. Mm-hmm. Um, love Jean Smart, but don't know if I would call her a bombshell. Um, I so the episode starts with them in finishing up their trip in Belize. So the last season mm-hmm. ended on a kind of a cliffhanger with Fraser calling Lilith because he's had a sexy dream about Lana and is now thinking that means he's in love with Lana. Right, right. Um, and so it starts with them in Belize, and you see that Claire has just, like, completely enmeshed her, not enmeshed in a bad way, but just 
very, very much assimilated into the family yes. with everyone except Daphne, who's a little prickly about her at first. Yes. <laughs> but, um, which, you know, totally get Daphne for so long was the help. I mean, yes, they treated her a family, but she was kind of the help. But now she is Niles significant other, you know, and going mm-hmm. on the family trips with them as such and everything. And this is her first Right, family trip with all of them as yeah. Niles's other and this, you know, lady that Fraser's been seeing for two weeks gets to come along and everything. So I could see like from the get go how Daphne might be a little, you know, peeved about that. Well, and especially because she gets all of the like grunt work. Like Claire yeah. loves going fishing and fishes with Martin, but Daphne's the one who's gonna have to clean the fish when yes. they get back. Yes. And I also <laughs> I don't think I want to know, but I don't, how do you transport fish back? From... I have that exact question in my notes. I was like, <laughs> can you actually do that? Like, do, ew, I don't even want to, like, I mean, you can't bring it carry on, obviously. So you, some special way you have to pack it and dried ice or I don't know. I, I mean, so when I was in Alaska, you can buy salmon, but that's like, you're not buying salmon that you caught. Maybe you can, I don't know. But like, I know they sell salmon, but that's also like vacuum sealed. And yes, yeah, so they like ship it on dry ice or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're doing. But I was like, is this fish that great that you're going to bring it back from Belize? I mean, that's still the Gulf, right? Kind of, I'm trying to picture on the map where Belize, like, I wouldn't yes. think that would be yeah, I think anything like, yeah. super great. You know? Maybe it's the Caribbean at that point. Maybe, I, yeah. I fuzzy as to where the Gulf and the Caribbean, like, yeah. separate. Yeah. I, don't I think it's all just marketing, but um, <laughs> I uh, uh, when, so when when Fraser first goes to Niles to talk to him about like the doubts he's having about Claire, and he mentions that um, that he has like a conundrum, and he's like, "Well, no, more like a pickle." And he's like, "More, more like a cornichon." <laughs> that just I, I I lost it, but oh, I, I gotta be honest, I didn't know what a cornichon was like. I, those tiny little pickles. Yes, I googled it. <laughs> I okay. figured it okay. out. And I was like, oh, I would have just called that like a mini pickle. I had no idea. I'm, I'm not so as refined, I've heard obviously. called gherkins, like G H E R K I N. Okay, I know that term. I am mini familiar gherkins with that. and stuff? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, but so he talks to Niles about it, and I'm yeah. glad that Niles was like, why do you always do this? Yeah. Why, why do you always have to poke holes in something that's good? Mm hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, that's what he needed to hear. And that's, you know, I mean, that's essentially what he heard from Martin, too. Just Martin was a little more, you know, well, brash with also it. very biased. Yes. I felt like Niles was like, Claire's great. I, I like her. Whereas Martin was like, she's a catch. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, she's going to be on lots of vacations. Well, but then why he's talking to Martin about it in the airplane and she's asleep right next to him? I was like, you do not have this kind of conversation with, I totally missed that she was next to come asleep. Yes, yes. Oh you're uh, the whole time. I'm like, part of me, since I didn't remember this episode, I was like, is she really asleep, or are they going to do the thing like you know halfway through where she sits up and she's like, oh, interesting to find out how you really feel. You know, like yeah. Uh, I was just kind of like, no, Fraser, no, come on. I, I mean, truth be told. I'm well known for how fast I fall asleep on planes. Like some, somebody could have an entire conversation about like stealing my identity on a plane. And I would not, I would be none the wiser. <laughs> I probably have my headphones and I'm listening to white noise. I, yeah, that's yeah. a great time to talk about things you don't want me to hear about. Um, uh, and so Frazier talks to everybody, including the man who's cleaning the airplane uh-huh. ab- yeah. about this conundrum. And here was the thing that I was stuck with is I was like, does Lana want to date you? Yeah. Lana's dated you already. It didn't work out. But that what? is so Frasier, though, to be so yes. wrapped up in whatever dream he had or whatever thought, you know, and then fixate on it and then blow it out of proportion and not even think about the other person. You know, like, is this realistic? You know? A hundred percent. I want to be yeah. like, there's one important person's uh, perspective you have not asked, and that's Lana's. Yeah. Also... I, I don't have a good gauge for how good a friend Lana and Claire, good friends they are, but I feel like they're pretty good friends. I was like, you do know that even if maybe Lana wanted to date you, she would may not because you've been in a relationship with her friend. Like yeah. that would torpedo her friendship with yeah. you. Claire broke up with you. If you broke up with Claire, you date Lana. Yeah. That. And I'm just like, Frazier, this could all, I mean, obviously you don't deserve Claire anymore, but maybe <laughs> you're not going to end up with Lana either, which we'll see in the second episode how that actually yeah um yeah pans out but um no I I had the same thoughts just as far as like Frazier what that you're 
you're you're making this all up, which I, again, in the next episode, they kind of address a little bit more. But it was, yeah, the same thought as far as like Lana might not feel the same way. You might want to, you know, like figure things out a little further before you just break things off with Claire, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. and I also want to point out this whole time that he's been spending time with Lana between Cur- tutoring Kirby and all of that. I'm like, she still really annoyed you. Yeah. Like, there were still things. I mean, she's, you know. I don't know. She still smokes. She still screams a lot. She's still like really brash and everything. I was like, are these? Yeah. It's, it sounds like, I don't, I don't know. It seems like such an odd way to just completely upend something that's good over a dream you had. Yeah. I mean, you know, now started off this episode talking about a dream of mine. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to suddenly become a hairstylist promoting my on the go <laughs> curling yeah, abilities. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, that's so that's so Frasier. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And so, and so here's, okay, I, I have to look at my notes since I watched these back to back. I was like, what happened in what episode? So Frasier breaks up, like dumps Claire. Yeah. Just very unceremoniously. Yeah. And, and I'm I, sorry. I thought Claire's response was totally reasonable. Kick him in the shins and storm off. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I felt so bad for Claire. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I, and, and, and you, you've been happily married now for 10 years. Um, I have never been broken up out of the blue, but I have friends who have been broken up with out of the blue, seemingly out of the blue. And like, granted, most of them have been dating for a lot longer than it seems like Claire and Frazier were. But I, I'm like, no, it, I mean, it's, it's terrible. You mm-hmm. totally up in someone's life when you do that. Well, especially like Claire, like Claire said, as far as like, but I thought I was meshing so well. Like mm-hmm. I, I thought this was going so well. And it was, there was, Frazier, as far as what we see in the episode, had not given her any kind of indication that something might be amiss. Like, nothing. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I felt I, bad for Claire, for sure. <laughs> I feel like Patricia Clarkson also just has such a, she has such a good, like, what? Face that I was just like, oh, Claire, <laughs> you deserve better. She does. Um, she really does. So. And, and and she gets Daphne on her side when she's leaving and Daphne's kind of like, oh, like, see you later. And she's like, no, you know, you won't. And she's like, I thought maybe we could be sisters. And then the way that Daphne completely turns and is like, oh, I've never had a sister either. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was great. And then Daphne comes in and kicks him in the shin also. I was like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but- and I'm, I'm glad that they turned Daphne around because I was thinking about a few up seasons ago when Frasier was dating both um, Faye and Cassandra and like Faye played by Amy Brenneman. Yes. Daphne really liked, but Cassandra was always kind of dismissive and Daphne was like, didn't like her. And I was like, okay, we don't need to have like this all over again of like Daphne doesn't care for one of Frasier's girlfriends. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say I got a, I'm I'm really glad you're on this episode because you can talk to me about nineties fashion or early two thousands fashion. I saw what I would consider an old fashion alert, which is Daphne was wearing. Do you remember duster sweaters? Yes. I thought the same thing. I was like, I'm pretty sure I had that exact sweat duster sweater she was wearing and everything. And I was like, Oh, with the boot cut jeans, you know? And yeah. yeah. I mean, folks, I will drop some photos of duster sweaters, but just know that they were the (laughs) it fashion topper for the women uh who were in their teens and 20s and apparently 30s like Daphne in the early 2000s yes yes they they kind of they don't call them dusters I've seen a few called dusters but they're kind of coming back a little bit but they're not quite the length no yeah there's still some that went to your ankles yes and, and all I remember is like how often I would be driving down the road and I would see, you know, the bottom hem of one sticking out of someone's car because they were so ridiculously long, but they were light. So it wasn't like a jacket where you're used to, you know, like having to make sure it's all in the car. And so then, yeah. And and I have to say like in high school, you know, our high school's uh, HVAC was aggressive. And so like, it was like, I knew I would need a sweater from like August on Uh because it would just be freezing (laughs) in all of my classes. And, so dusters were great because you could just like throw it on over something and your outfit was complete. Mm-hmm. I remember I had a great purple one um, from mm. I think Express. Oh, um, Express, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. now I'm just like, well, where did all those dusters go? Just, like, <laughs> like where? They came um, pretty quick and they left pretty quickly. They did. Yeah. They did. They yeah. were the bootcut jeans are still around. You don't see them as much. Yes, but, but not the hipster bootcut. It's true. Yeah. It's true. That, yeah. that is one thing I'm really glad we left behind in our youth was low rise jeans. Yeah. Now it's all about like high waisted things. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> more high waisted. I was just looking for a pair of leggings on oldnavy.com and they were like 
extra high-waisted. And I was like, okay, now what does this mean? Does this mean <laughs> it, like, basically could be a bra as well? Like, what? That's I probably coming next. Where it's- <laughs> I, you know, maybe I'm here for that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. The pandemic has done strange things to us all. True that. Um, so... Yeah, but, well, one thing I loved in this episode was Island Niles. Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up. <laughs> uh, he, he was great. Loved it. Uh, especially his reference to um, how they'd, like, strip down wearing nothing but uh, 120 sunblock. <laughs> oh, my gosh. As a, and, and Jessica, you're, you're a pretty pale person, too. Uh-huh. Are, you, are you somebody who, like, slathers yourself in, like, SPF 75? The highest I can find. Absolutely. Yes. Like, I don't even waste my time on anything below 50 because it's, it's just not going to do anything. It's not going to do any Same. good. Yes. Same. So. This is, so my friends are very used to, like, I call it SPF Irish, but, like, <laughs> my friends are very used to, like, me constantly reapplying. I will always have minimum SPF 50 on me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, and. I just, I'm like, if you don't have pale skin, if you aren't fair, you don't, you don't understand. I just joke, if I think about the sun too hard, I get sunburned. (laughs) Like it is, yeah, it's, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. There's no tan. It's either pale or burned, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'd like to avoid that. It's very uncomfortable. I've done that plenty of times in my life. I'm just going to stick with the extreme sunblock. And if they actually did make a 120, I would buy it. I mm-hmm. actually thought, oh my gosh, is there a 120? Because I've really only ever seen 100. I was going to say, is there really? <laughs> I, I've never seen it, but I'll ask my dermatologist about it. Uh, huh. It wouldn't surprise me if this is like from Europe or, you know what, Korea. Because mm, yes. they are all about skincare over yes. there. And when I when I was in Korea, I had to buy sunblock at one point, And it was like minimum that they have is SPF 50. It's like they don't play. Nice. They, yeah, you, there's, there's no SPF 15 out here. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did get a tan once, um, like on purpose where I didn't burn first and it was so much work. I, I was trying to prevent any color. It was yeah. so much work to get just that tan. <laughs> it was constant reapplication, like every 45 minutes. And mm-hmm. even then I still, and I got, and people were like, Laurel, this tan you have is amazing. I'm like, Oh, it's never happening again. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of work went into this people. A lot of work lot went of into work. this and I was even trying to prevent it. So yeah. Yeah. like, yeah. I, I came back from my cruise and my coworkers like, Oh, are you tan? like, I'm still on zoom and everything. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. I, got, yes. like, I got absolutely no color yeah. the way God intended. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I felt very, um, I felt very vindicated by that. I also, I identified with that because my friends say there's cruise Laurel and there's Vegas Laurel. Like I have different personas when I'm on vacation. So oh, interesting. Um, yeah. So Island Niles really resonated with me. Yes. Um, yes. Matter of fact, Wait, wasn't there a time this did happen? I'm now remembering this. So, guys, Jessica and I used to be roommates. We shared an apartment um, in Dallas. I was her last roommate before she got married. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't there a time where you were in Vegas with Mark and I was in Vegas with my boyfriend at the time? And, like, the same weekend, and we, like, did not see each other because you were there yes. for work? Yes. Yeah. I had, yes, I had to do an inventory account. And so it was like mm-hmm. they flew me in. I gambled for, like, two hours. Mark and I had a good meal. I went and I counted, you know, Gucci bags all night at Neiman Marcus. And uh, that wrapped up at like 3am. And then Mark and I went out and ate and gambled some more, slept for like two hours, flew back. Like it was, you know, since it was a work flight and everything, they they weren't, you know, they knew they were not going to fly me out there to have fun. But I still managed to squeeze in some gambling and good food. And yeah. Yeah. I I remember that we were staying at complete opposite ends of the strip mm-hmm. and I was if that was my first trip that means I was staying at the MGM Grant and there was like this is back in the day of like hotels would have bad cell service and I just had no cell service there and so yeah. like I feel like you and I texted but our texts were getting to each other like four hours after we sent them yes yeah so I'm sorry that, that you missed out on seeing Vegas Laurel she wasn't that was my first ever trip to Vegas so I wasn't fully in my prime yet I was about to say but then I feel like the next year didn't you go to Vegas like three times or something like uh-huh. you, you became a yes. pro at Vegas I, I was very I impressed yeah I did and now I haven't been since 2018 so I'm a little rusty Vegas I'm sure has changed some it's always changing you know so um I need to go back I was actually just saying like that needs to be a trip this calendar year I need to go back to Vegas Um, I can't even remember last time I went it was before we had our first kid so it was probably like 2013 I would say it's it has it has probably changed Mm -hmm. oh yeah most um, definitely I'm sure (laughs) Y'all, uh, Craniacs may remember Kyle, who's another um, frequent guest. He is actually in Vegas right now for a work retreat. And I was like, what work retreat takes you to Vegas? 
<laughs> big law guys big law that's who takes you to vegas for a work retreat no uh no mark my husband went to vegas twice in one calendar year it was the last time i went um but he went twice one calendar year for work reasons and then we also went that same calendar year just as a friends group and so mm-hmm. Did Vegas, I'd, I only went twice that year. He went three times. And by the time he came back from that third time, he was like, I'm good. I don't need to do Vegas for a long time, yes. you know? And, you know, he's there with a bunch of coworkers that last time. And they're all wanting to go out and everything. He goes out the first night. And then by the second night, he's like, you know what, guys? I, I just want to stay in my hotel room mm-hmm. and just go to bed early. There can't yeah. be a little too much Vegas. That's for sure. There, there yeah. definitely can. I have done, um, I used to go for work every year for as long as a week sometimes in September. And for sometimes as short as like three or four days, but more than once I was there for a week and I would be like, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 I'm good on the oxygen being pumped in. I'm good on the dry <laughs> weather. Um, yeah. I got to eat great meals that I spent back to my job, but like, I would be like, I'm, 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 I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. So, so. Um, but you know, it's, it's now been four years and I feel like Vegas misses me. So Vegas mm-hmm. Laurel needs to have a triumphant return. There you um, go. Well, and, I haven't been in a long time since I had to pay for everything. So that's going to be a rough cloud to come down from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure you'll still have a great time. You know, yes. Just bring yes, so Vegas Laurel and you'll be good. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah. Then when I, Island Niles leaves, uh, I cracked up when uh, Daphne was like, will he ever be back? He's like, Maybe at Christmas. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just... I, I enjoyed I enjoyed that. Um, I enjoy also just Niles going to Skinny Dip or just just to a nude beach yeah. or something. Yes, to do his morning Tai Chi. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so here outside Austin, I think it's outside Austin, somewhere very close to Austin, we have Hippie Hollow, which is like the only legal nude beach i think in the state of texas mm-hmm. I, i've never been so craniacs don't ask me like questions about it or something but it's always listed as one of those like this these are things that keep austin weird <laughs> and it's like hippie hollow i don't even know where it is but um yeah if craniacs in the texas area are like wanting to have a little island niles legal island niles time you know just <laughs> uh just head on over to hippie hollow in the austin area yeah um, yeah it, that's the only reason i know about it is because exactly what you just said the list of you know top 10 things that keep austin weird it, that's the only yes. reason i've heard of it so yeah and, and and people i will just go ahead and tell you there's a place called cathedral of junk that is almost always on one of those lists and i've never been but i've heard it's just basically a hoarder's house so like don't do do your research on those lists before you like start following just blindly yeah. what they say yeah um so. I, I also just had a, a little bit of a throwback when, um, so towards the end of the episode, after Fraser gets his luggage from, uh, oh. that's been gone for his entire trip. He, wait, he actually did get his luggage? Oh, point? no, I'm sorry. You're right. He doesn't. Because I was going to ask, to does he ever get his luggage? <laughs> I, I don't know that, that that loop is ever closed. Huh. So Poor guy. Uh, yeah. Man. I know, and you know that probably to replace everything in that luggage is like ten thousand dollars. No, yeah, Fraser. Probably the luggage alone was yes, yes, very pricey. Um, but when he's at the luggage uh, reclamation place, I guess he another gentleman there is also there to get his luggage. And Fraser, of course, decides. Well, here's another stranger I'll poll about what I should do. Mm-hmm. And instead, the guy is like, "You're Fraser Crane. Can I ask you a question?" And he actually has kind of the same quandary that Frazier does. Should he stay with the woman that he's with or should he get back with his ex who like drives him crazy but also he thinks he really loves her. Yeah. And that's that's when I started to remember this like how this episode goes. Oh, good job. See, I did not remember. You know, it wasn't until he showed back up at the graduation party I was like, oh, yeah. 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 So I had no idea. the end the end of the episode sees Frazier and Roz going to Lana's son's Kirby's uh, graduation party. Roz has been invited since like that was the prize he kept his eye on to mm-hmm. get, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I had such a throwback to the what looked like Ritz crackers with the canned cheese. <laughs> yes. Those cans of cheese, like, do they still sell? Not that I want any, but like I have no idea. No idea. I've never seen them. For me. <laughs> yeah. it's such a treat for me when I was a kid if we got to have it I distinctly remember it for like road trips and stuff but like man if I got to have a can of the easy cheese it was like it was a big deal I don't think we ever had it like I can remember friends having at their house but we never kept on our house no we we were high class we kept you remember the cheese whiz that was in a jar Mm -hmm. that's what we kept on hand 
good I mean, stuff there. Any sort of processed canned or jarred <laughs> cheese is was a okay in yeah. my book. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so yeah. And so the, the episode ends on kind of a cliffhanger when Kirby's dad shows up, and mm-hmm. it turns out it's the guy who Fraser talked to at the luggage reclamation place, who's decided that he is going to get back together with his ex, who turns mm-hmm. out is Lana. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Do you, so do you, here's the question. Hmm. I, I have no preference either way. Do we want to rate these episodes individually or do you want to rate the them a whole, like as a whole, since it's one and two parts? I would vote individually because okay. to me, the second one is totally different caliber from the first one. Like yeah. the, the first one to me is just your kind of standard Frasier episode. I mean, I know there's mm-hmm. this ongoing storyline from the end of the previous season and through these episodes, but as far as like, I mean, even just the writing and acting and everything, it's I feel true. like they're different. Yeah, different caliber, so. Okay, yeah. Okay. so what would you rate this first episode, Don Juan and Hell Part 1? Well, like I was saying, to me it's just kind of a standard Frasier episode. Nothing bad, nothing wonderful. So, I mean, I think um, I would give it probably six bottles of 120 sunblock. Great, great. Um, God, now I just really want to find SPF 120. (laughs) Um, So I think I would give it seven, probably because Island Niles really puts it over the edge for me, seven Mm -hmm. bacon Mm -hmm. pancakes um, that they have at the very beginning. Um, Like, true story, I love pancakes with bacon crumbled into them. As far (laughs) as I know, Original Pancake House is the only one that does that, um, Mm. that I've found regularly. But guys, if you haven't done it, it's good. It's sweet and it's savory all in the same bite. Oh, so good. Yeah, um, I wonder, so moving, well, quick question, way back when, in 2001, was that a standard kind of thing? Like, at Original Pancake House, could you walk in and order that? Or, like, was this I, the start of that? Okay, so the first time I really remember going to OHOP, as I call it, um, was in my freshman year of college. And a friend of mine who I went with said she loved their bacon pancakes. And so I would assume they'd been around for a little while. But then, okay. I was first in college in 2003, so it could have been... Like, I mean, it could have been new. Yeah. I don't know how long they've been her favorite. So also, <laughs> you know, when I was speaking, since I already mentioned I was in Korea, when I was in Korea, they had original pancake house there. Really? Yes. Apparently it was, uh, granted, I was in like the expat part that a lot of Americans live in and stuff, but yeah. Still, I would have like, expected like an IHOP, not an original no, pancake house. No, like, original pancake house. Huh. And I was just like, it, it was late at night when I saw it so I was I couldn't go in and, and peruse I was like I have so many questions <laughs> um, so yeah if anybody's wanting he was in the E21 district of Seoul and yeah I was but apparently like that's a really big thing is like American breakfast food because just Korean breakfast is so different yeah like, they're all like I'm like well yeah but our breakfast food is also just like calorie bombs anyway <laughs> moving on to the next episode uh, Don Juan and Hell part two the Hulu description is Diane and Lilith come back to haunt Fraser. So when I read this, I was like, clearly no idea what this episode is. Jessica, I have no memory. Of really? This episode. Well, at least of the Frasier cabin part. Yeah. No memory of it. So. Wow. Well, I feel honored that now I get to discuss it with you for the first time after yes. <laughs> seeing yes. it. Yeah. Cause, yes. Yeah. Um, so I remembered this one. Like even when I rewatched the series with my husband a few years ago, I rem- the first, you know, part one did not remember this one. I was like, oh, yes. And they all end up at the cabin. And I even remembered Rita Wilson showing up. You know, I was like, it all came flooding back to me. And um, what was I going to say? Oh, but Nanette, though. Okay, I know you and Ryan have already discussed her a little. Like, did she? Oh, I'm trying to remember. that. Uh, she is, uh, she makes an appearance in Cheers. Uh-huh. And so we've discussed it in terms of that. And then uh, I've been told by other people, because I had stopped watching Frasier by then, that she right. comes back and I think maybe the last season. Right. Um, and I am going to... First in oh, the... Cheers played by, played by Emma Thompson yes. in Cheers. Yes. And in the and then... final season, I don't think this is that much of a spoiler, it's played by, um, what's her name? Lori Metcalf? Yes. Met- yes. Yes. Um, I would highly recommend for you and Ryan some homework here. Before you get to that final season, go back and watch the Emma Thompson, Nanette G in the Cheers episode. Because uh, okay. I fell down that rabbit hole just last night because I, I was confused. Like, I remembered this episode, but I I was like, wait a second. 
that character comes back the final season and I know it's played by Laurie Metcalf, you know? And Mm so Googled it and sure enough, like Emma Thompson plays this character Mm -hmm. way back in Cheers. And then now this season they have, what was her name? Dina Waters? Right. Never heard of. Yeah. And then in the final season they have a big name playing her. Exactly. it is so I I went to uh, her her name it looks like Waters might be her married name she really goes by Dina Spivey um, mm. and it is the smallest uh, Wikipedia I didn't go to IMDb but um, Wikipedia where it's like oh she's kind of like an, an actress who's done a few things she's been in maybe a dozen movies small roles mm-hmm. um, the only one that I saw her in where I feel like she's really um, uh, it's mentioned somewhere that she's in uh, First Wives Club as young Elise. She plays the young version of um, uh, Goldie Hawn's character. Okay. So it's so long like, since I've seen that. I'm like, <laughs> well, and I mean, I I I I love First Wives Club, but that that's not it's not a very big part. But yeah, um, yeah. Also, it it's like they kept her the exact same age that she, she was when Rachel been, knew her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, but. Um, so it makes sense that they probably also couldn't get Emma Thompson back. She's a little bit of a bigger name by then, uh-huh. <laughs> by 2001. For sure. <laughs> yeah. But um, getting to see that character and Frasier's relationship all the way from Cheers to the final season of Frasier, you guys need to go back and like to truly appreciate it. Watch the Cheers episode with Emma Thompson. Okay. Before okay. the final season. So we, we, we can do this. We can do this. Um, so, and the reason Nanette comes up is Frasier, after Lana decides to patch things up with her ex, um, we're skipping ahead of a lot of things oh, yeah. in the, at the beginning, <laughs> but Frasier decides to, he gets away to a cabin to really try to, to get to the bottom of like why he's sabotaging relationships and everything. And then he's visited kind of by the ghosts of all these past relationships with women, including his mother, who, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, I meant to look this up and I forgot. flying plane over you or is that me no that's me okay yeah okay i was was like where's that noise um (laughs) we've seen rita wilson playing his mom before right isn't she in um like a a film strip or something or a home movie yes good memory but wasn't there an episode though where he dated someone that looked like his mom but it was rita wilson that's that's what it is Okay. That's what it is. Thank you. I had forgotten yes. about, but you're right. There's also like an old, oh you know, home video where she's playing his mom. So I think that might be the same episode where like they, I'm going into IMDb now to look at Rita Wilson's. Um... Which I love Rita Wilson. Like, oh, and I think that is such yes. good casting. Like, the, you know, she... It's such good casting as Fraser's mom because she comes out all authoritative and all book smart and all this kind of stuff, you know. But she also, like, is – she's got the softer side, too, because she's mm-hmm. like, okay, now come sit down here and let's just, you know, analyze all of this next year next to mother, you know. And it's just – she she plays the part perfectly. So And, and so you're, you're right. It's um, 1999, which I guess might be season six, depending on when she plays Mia Preston. Uh, it says Mia Preston slash Hester Crane and the episode's entitled Mama Mia. And I do now remember it. I feel like it has them getting away to a cabin or something. And Martin's there yes. too. And because I feel like at one point she like comes out to Frazier and is like, Frazier, will you come to bed? And that's like what makes him realize that she looks exactly like their mom. Yeah. Uh, I, I do now remember that like when Niles meets her, he's like taken aback by how much she looks. And Martin does the same thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'd completely forgotten about that, um, that plot point. Mm-hmm. So Rita Wilson's in this episode. And it's so funny <laughs> that when she came out, I was, I was just like, yes. And there's Rita Wilson playing his mother. Mm-hmm, this all tracks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, Frasier, like, uh, in in this... Okay, first of all, the fact that we've seen Annette, this, which I feel like we rarely ever... She has not been mentioned hardly at all to the yeah. point that since I hadn't seen the last season of, of Frasier and I hadn't watched Cheers, I didn't know Frasier was married before, so when all these people are like, Nanny G, I'm like, who? <laughs> yes, they don't mention her, like, at all in this entire series, except for maybe, like, twice. And then she shows up, and uh-huh. I was just like, What? <laughs> Um, I, I did write down 
I don't know what this was in reference to. It must have been right after Nanette showed up. But I said, where has the show gone? <laughs> um, yes. So, like, I'm going to need some help talking about the cabin part because I was more trying to figure out how I couldn't remember this um, <laughs> this season. But it, it, it's basically like Frasier just, I don't know, asking these former women in his life for advice, kind of. Well, it's kind of like he didn't even it's not like he's sitting there intentionally like, I'm going to go back and rethink all my former relationships to try to figure out this cycle I continue. You know, they they just come to him. And like, he's even having a hard time. He wants them to leave, you know, at some point and is trying to like get them all out of his head. And then that's when his mom shows up, right? I, I forgot. Yeah, and yeah, that sounds right. So it's almost kind of like he's almost having a little bit of a breakdown, I would say. Yeah. You know, which shouldn't be funny, haha, you know, but the way they handled it, you know, making the characters like obviously bringing those actresses all together in the car with him, in the cabin with him makes it like, oh, my goodness, how cool, you know, but at the same time, the way that they each look at him at it from a different angle helps mm-hmm. you kind of unwrap the package of his, you know, rejection and not wanting to be heard again and all that kind of stuff. Cause they're all so totally different and from mm-hmm. totally different stages of his life, but they all hurt him in the same way, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I wrote down and I, I wish I, I remember like, um, BB Newworth, like this little, <laughs> not monologue she has, but she kind of like says says something really profound and I said Lilith has the most realistic view and I think I meant like she has the most realistic view of mm-hmm. and probably because she knew Fraser as a fully formed adult where yeah. I think we could say Nanny G definitely didn't either did his mom and um Diane I mean well she's just such a hot mess she doesn't focus on anyone but herself yeah exactly <laughs> but I was like Lilith is the one who really does know him the best which I think is a nice callback to him calling her at the end of the last season yes yes and Lilith is the, yeah exactly the only one he's really maintained a close relationship with i mean granted they have a son together but um it's not like he's talking about nanette regularly or you know diane so yes yeah that's yeah that that's a great point and it's almost one of these things where it's like i'm sure if they didn't have frederick they would not have stayed in touch um Mm -hmm. i don't know i I don't i don't have too many friends who are divorced but i don't know people who are divorced who keep in touch with an ex where there's not a child involved right um and it's like i kind of want to be like thank god fraser still has Lilith in his life. Um, yeah. Well, and you know, something I'm just now realizing Lilith is the only one that is realistic the whole time because like Nanette is at the side of the road and all of a sudden she magically appears in the car with the mm-hmm. guitar. And then, um, Diane is, yeah, she's there the whole time, but then all of a sudden she's in a smock and painting, you know, yeah. a portrait of Ted Danson and everything. Whereas Lilith is Lilith mm-hmm. the whole time, you know? So it's it's almost like they made her the grounded one that spoke the most into, you know, his struggles and helping him figure it out. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. So um, I... Which, okay, so the, um, quick thing about the portrait of Ted Danson. That was mm-hmm. a creepy portrait. Like, the, the proportions on his face were way off. Like, the left side of his face was just bigger <laughs> than the right side. It's like, you could tell it was Ted Danson, but it was... Very poorly done. (laughs) I mean, this is where I think portraits are, they're problematic, you Mm -hmm, know? It's mm -hmm. it's not as bad as the caricature that Fraser had drawn of himself, but it's, 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 I don't know. I I think it's, I'd feel a lot of pressure if I had to do a portrait of, well, especially me. I I mean, I can, I can barely color in a coloring book. Same here. Same here. So Um, I have, I have a friend who has a, um, a six-year-old and she always wants to color and she tells me what to color. Like you color this and I color this. And guys, it's like, which drawing is by the six-year-old? You can't tell. <laughs> um, once the, she was like, draw the state of Texas. And I was like, yeah, I can freehand Texas and make oh, it like a problem. that's really hard. That is no. hard to just freehand Texas. Yeah. I thought I could do it approximately to where, kind of like the HEB chips that are in the shape of Texas. I could be like, to where it looks like an HEB chip. And then it was like, <laughs> no. Like, I remember I showed it to her mom. I was like, this is me drawing Texas. And she was like, Laurel. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. I don't know. Por- portraits are hard. But yeah. And also it doesn't surprise me that Diane isn't a great painter. Yeah. Um, yes. Very true. Good point. Good point. Um, I wrote, it's funny. I wrote. Okay, I think I might have been on my second glass of wine of the night when I was watching this episode. <laughs> I wrote down, like, what I feel like are very profound notes. I'm like, what was I talking about? 
I, I wrote down that he, okay, well, first of all, he opens the door to the cabin and there's a gaggle of women that were all supposed to represent his past relationships. Who are they? Did they recognize, or did you recognize a single one of them? One. I recognized Regan, the woman who played Regan, the vet that lived on the, that lived in his building, who they, they kind of oh. had a, like, will they or won't they kind of thing. Yeah. And, and she was Niles' patient. And at one point, Frazier thought Niles was, this was like seasons ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I recognized her. She was at the very bottom and she was wrapped in a towel because if I remember correctly, she had like gotten lost power in her apartment or something and gotten locked out while she was like in the shower okay. or something. Yeah, so this she had to go to Fraser's apartment to use the phone. Vaguely ringing a bell here. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the only woman. I, and I, so I, I paused it. And when you pause on Hulu, it makes the whole screen go dark. So I was like, Ugh. but I, I watched that part several times to see if I recognized anyone else. And I did not recognize a single other person. You did better than me. I didn't recognize anyone. So I, well, yeah. I, so yeah, I just um yeah. I also wrote down something and now I really wish what it was. It's in between me saying Lilith had the most most realistic view and me saying I recognize Regan. I wrote the look on Kelsey Grammer's face exclamation point and now I have no idea what that was <laughs> and I wish I knew. He had some good um, looks at very different parts, so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um I wrote down that he created feelings for Lana. Did mm-hmm. they say that or did I come up with that? No, I think one of them said that probably Lilith. Okay. Yeah. Probably but... Lilith. Yeah. Oh, but I had an LOL in there when they're all talking and, you know, Rita Wilson has just appeared and Frazier just goes, please be quiet. Mother is speaking. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm mama's boy here. Yeah. Well, and now that I've like, I've had some friends who have struggled with the role their mothers-in-law play in their lives, I am like, I bet having Frazier's mom as, a, as from what I've heard about Nancy Marchand playing her in Cheers mm-hmm. and just whatever, and, and how much they just like deify her in her death. Um, I'm like, I bet she was a nightmare. Yeah. Her mother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not uh, that she would be mean to the women, although I think she was probably very mean to them. Um, probably just I, I very think... judgmental or like clinically judgmental, you yes. know, and no one would ever be good enough for her boys, whether it was Frazier or Niles, you know. And they also wouldn't see that that's what she was doing. They would probably still capitulate to her. She would always be, her opinion would be the one that they take. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I was like, oof, man. This, well, this is like you're watching it as an adult and you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This was not a healthy father or mother son relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, oh, uh, did you notice though? I only caught this because, like, towards the end of that scene when they're all there, you know, and really getting into it. And Nanette, like, sits down on the ground next to the ottoman. I'm pretty sure the fabric on that ottoman matches perfectly to Martin's chair in the apartment. I did not notice this. And now I'm going to go back and look. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Cause I was like, I, I, at first I didn't notice, you know, like when they were doing the bigger shots, but then mm-hmm. when they were closer, you know, together in that room, I was kind of like, wait a second, wait, did, is there another chair there that looks like Mar- Marty's chair or no, it's just the ottoman. And so I was like, huh. that's an interesting tie. And so it almost makes me wonder, is this cabin an actual place or is it in Fraser's mind? Like, mm, yeah, that's a good then, question. But then when he comes back to the apartment, they're all like, oh, welcome back. Like, how was your time away? Yeah. So um, I um, do you have anything else to say about the cabin part? Because I have a li- just a little bit about what's going on back at the apartment. Mm, no, I don't think so. I just I liked it all. I liked how they just, you know, kind of deconstructed <laughs> Frazier looking back on his relationships, not just in not just in. um Frazier button cheers too, you know, so yeah. But no, that's all I had. Um, when Frazier gets back to the apartment, Niles and Daphne and Martin are about to go see a movie, and Daphne talks about why she's running late because she had to change clothes. And she mentions at one point, like, because she changed her bra, she had to then change her knickers because coordinating undergarments and the mark of a lady. <laughs> yeah, in case you have to go to the hospital. <laughs> you have to have coordinating I, I, undergarments. I remember other people saying, like, oh yeah, my mom would always say, like, Make sure you have on clean underwear in case we get in a car accident or something. And I was always like, I I, I don't think the hospital notices. Yeah, and no. Like, you know. No. Especially uh, if they're cutting your clothes off you. That's not. exactly what I was going to say. I've been very fortunate not to have any, you know, emergency situations. But I'm pretty sure whatever you're wearing when you go in, it, it it's just cut right off and you never see yep. it again. So. Yep. yep. Yeah. Um, I just I just thought, thought it was funny that she said it was the mark of a lady. Yeah. <laughs> I was like. 
Okay. Well, okay, I'm not definitely. a lady then. <laughs> yeah, it's because I don't. Well, hey, I have a lot more underwear than I do bras, so there's no way everything has a coordinating partner. Yeah. Yep. Um. So. And then also when Niles said. Do you want to join us for the movie? I have my itty bitty book light. Oh, that took me back to itty bitty book light and book lights in general. Yes. Yes. Oh man. Just, that was good. Those were like all the rage before. Now we all have, you know, Kindles and iPads and just other e-readers mm-hmm. and you can mm-hmm. read without light wherever you want. But... Yeah. I still have a book light that I don't use at all. But when Rob discovered it and my son, who's now like seven, but he discovered it, he was probably like three or so. And we hadn't given him a flashlight or anything at that point. So this was essentially his first flashlight that he just, you know, randomly found. He thought it was the coolest thing ever. I mean, that thing kept him entertained for weeks. You know, I don't. I don't blame him. I don't blame him because I just even using it as the correct thing. I was like, this is amazing. I can just like read in my bed at night yeah and no one will know mm-hmm. light mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i that just i don't know that really tickled me although i do think it would be distracting if you're at a movie and somebody next to you is reading a book with an itty bitty book light I still think that's <laughs> that would be annoying yeah um, yeah so uh, the uh, one other callback i had to um the very beginning of the episode when fraser is counseling lana and encourages her to go back to her to try to work things out with her ex and everything which I think might be the last we see of Jean Smart in the series um can't remember for I, sure but I think she comes yeah yeah I, I, I don't think she comes back yeah well I wouldn't know because we're getting episodes I don't remember so <laughs> um but I wrote down so he's she's she's like collapsed onto her bed because she's so upset that her ex-husband has come back and is like ruining the graduation party mm-hmm. after he like left her for like his secretary or something and um, I just said, this is such an early 90s bedroom set. Like, they did such a good job of being, like, a woman like Jean Smart would not have a bedroom set that's in style right then. She probably has one that was bought a long time ago. Yeah. It was, like, a brass bed and mm-hmm. the bedspread and, like, the matching, like, nightstands. And it was, like, taken out of an Ethan Allen 1992 <laughs> catalog. And I was like, this is perfect. I thought the same thing. And I also thought... Frazier does not fit in that room at all, just as far as style wise, you know, Mm -hmm. and again, another example of how Lana's not the right person for him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I also don't see Frazier, especially enjoying his time with Kirby, you know, Lana's son who lives with her. And so I'm like, if you're going to be serious with her, you have a kid too. Like, you know that like this person's going to be, you don't, you don't like her son. Yeah. Her son's annoying. Um, I did appreciate in the last episode briefly when, uh, Lana and Kirby run into him and Roz at Nervosa and Lana's like, come on, Kirby, let's go. We got to pick up your inhaler. And he's like, thanks a lot, mom. And then he turns to Roz and says, I only need it in the fall. (laughs) That was pretty Uh, good. (laughs) Just made me so happy. Um, Mm -hmm. do you have anything else from this episode that you want to cover? Um, let's see. I don't think so. I mean, I have notes, but like I said, I don't know what they correspond to. Yeah, I, that's, I think we went through everything. Oh, I did. One thing I had, both the first part one and part two, they're both directed by uh, Kelsey Grammer. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't notice that the when I watched part one, but then when part two started and it said directed by Kelsey Grammer, I was like, oh, is the first one also? And sure enough. So I think, I think he did a great be, job. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think he did a great job too. And I also think that must be so hard yes. to direct a show that you're in. Occasionally on The Office Ladies, I don't remember if Steve Carell's directed, but he wrote he wrote Casino Night, that really popular season yeah. two finale. He wrote it, and it, I feel like they're, like, saying how exhausting that week was for him. Because as the writer, yeah. he was constantly being consulted on things, but he was also acting in the show. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember if he's ever directed one, but I feel like they never, they talk about just, like, how busy you are as the director, that to also act in it is just, yeah. well, like... And I don't know for sure, I meant to look this up, but I know Kelsey Grammer had already directed some episodes, but I feel like the ones that I'm I'm aware that he directed, he's not as heavily, Mm. like, it's not as heavily Frasier episodes, you know, they're more Mm. Niles or Martin-focused, you know, whereas these are, like, 100% Frasier-driven episodes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that was probably even, yeah, more taxing on him, so... Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I just also feel like that's, that's a lot to take on. Um, yeah. okay. Well, if, are you ready to rate it? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, 
I know this one is not a um, VIE, very important episode, but I still think it's a really good one because I love getting to go back. I mean, no matter what movie it is or book or whatever, when you get to like go back and find out a little bit more about the character's past and everything, I love that. So, I, I mean, I would give it a nine. Um, wow. Nine illusions of exes, I'll say. How about that? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So I would, again, I think I spent a little too much time trying to be like, why don't you remember this episode? <laughs> um, so I think I would give this, I didn't dislike it, but I would say it's not, it, it may raise an est- rise in estimation for me late, later, but I'm going to give it six itty bitty oh. book lights. Mm, um, really? So... I'm surprised. I would have thought you would, you know, like, all of his, you know, big main exes coming back and, you know. uh... I think this is probably a little bit where the fact that I haven't watched Cheers makes it Mm. a little less impactful because I find Diane to be incredibly (laughs) annoyed. I just, I I could not watch a series that she's in. I say that, I say that now, but um, I I don't know. Anytime she comes back, I'm very eye-rolly. And I don't have any connection to Nanette. Um, mm-hmm. And I love Lilith, but I get so much Lilith in Frasier that I'm, that you know, so I was just yeah. kind of like, okay. That's um, funny. Like, one of my first notes on here is I love Lilith. <laughs> you know, yes. Like when she first makes her appearance and everything. Yeah. So, but I mean, I, again, like, I know it's not a VIE, but I feel like it's still important just because, like, you get to see this Nanette person, you know, and all of his main exes are all together, you know, and it's like this deep dive into Frasier's psyche and everything. So, but also interesting side note that's thrown me off ever since I started listening to your guys' podcast and you started this VIE. So I'm an accountant by trade and Uh VIE is often referred to as a variable interest entity. And so every time you guys say VIE, I'm taken back to like the audit room and <laughs> looking at all these projections and all this, you know, like, and I'm just like, wait, no, 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 no. They are talking about a very important episode, not a variable interest entity. So we are never talking about a variable interest entity. <laughs> yeah. I can promise you that. But I, I, I too have those little pieces of jargon or yeah. acronyms that take me back to previous jobs. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel you. I feel you. Um, well, okay. Um, Craniacs and Seattle, thank you for listening along. Um, you can shoot us an email and let us know if you agree more with Laurel or Jessica on this, how you felt about meeting the second iteration of Nanny G. Yeah. Um, and um, if you, uh, you know, prefer Island Niles or what your version of Island Niles might be, you can um, send us an email. We are Craniacs at gmail.com that's c-r-a-n-e-i-a-c-s you can find us on facebook we are craniacs a fraser podcast we're on twitter at craniacs um you can find us on lots of different podcast uh, apps everything from spotify to stitcher overcast um apple podcasts uh any really podcast uh uh outfit or jessica what do you listen to us on apple Okay. Yeah, nothing fancy. The purist. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, As you all know, I use Overcast. Um, But yeah, um, and wherever you can rate or review us, um, give us the highest rating you can, whether that's five stars or a hundred stars, whatever that is. Um, Leave us a review if you'd like. Um, I don't know. I haven't looked in a while. I should see if we've gotten any reviews lately, so we can read them on air. If they're good, if they're bad, we will pretend it didn't happen, and I'll cry into my pillow at night. But um, if you don't feel like giving us the highest review possible. Here's something else you could do with your time, Jessica. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, first off, you don't want to make Laurel cry into her pillow at night. So really stop and pause before you write that review. But um, uh, alternative is go outside. Spring is going to come, people. It's it's going to start. I feel it in my bones because I'm really tired of this crazy winter we've been having. And I'm sure a lot of other people like me survived the crazy January, you know, Omicron surge and then all these freezes we've been having and everything. But spring break's right around the corner. It's going to start warming up and the mosquitoes aren't going to come out yet. So I encourage you, get outside and find a new park, a new trail. Go adventuring. 
It's something I feel like my family started doing at the start of this whole pandemic when we were all going store crazy. And it was like, okay, let's, let's drive an extra 10 minutes and, you know, go explore this new green spot on the map over here. And it's been a delight. We have found like so many just random, you know, whether it's playground features or little ponds or trees, you know, that are perfect for climbing. And I even, I know there's not really kids listening to this podcast, but the adults out there, if you find a park with some decent playground equipment, go play. It is really fun. Even if you don't have kids, it doesn't matter. You know, I obviously don't shove kids off of playground equipment, but if there's no one on it, yeah, go have some fun. It's there for adults too. And yeah, so that's what I would recommend. Just get outside, get some good vitamin D, some sunlight, enjoy the spring because it's been a crazy winter and we all need to get out. I think that's great advice. And one thing you can do while you're out on that new trail or at that park is still listen to Crania. Exactly. You can take it anywhere, anywhere your phone's with you. You have it. Um, Mm -hmm. I I appreciate that you made a suggestion that is not also sitting in front of a screen. I feel like a lot of Ryan's, my suggestions are TV shows and movies, the occasional book, but I I enjoy a suggestion that is not just more sitting in front of a screen. It is Oscar season. I am only sitting in front of screens right now. So (laughs) see, and yeah, Laurel, thanks to you. Like when we, you know, are like stuck in a rut and we're like, Oh, we need to try something new. I keep a running list of your recommendations and I'm like, well, Laurel recommended this <gasps> limited series. We should go check this out. <laughs> yeah, so oh, wow. you know, you I'm... keep us well supplied and Excellent. you know, quality entertainment time. So thank you for that. I uh, thank you. I'll thank you for that compliment. I appreciate yeah. it. Okay, this isn't this is not a humble brag, but a friend of mine texted me that she'd started watching Made on Netflix, which I'd recommended. Oh, and her husband was like I watched it also to... because of you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> There you go. Stop. <laughs> um, did you like it? I think mm-hmm. I steered you right. Yeah, it's, it's so yes. good. Um, yes. But she said, her husband was like, oh, like, your husband was enjoying it. And he was like, how, how did you hear about this? And she said, Laurel recommended it. And her husband said, she is the Siskel and Ebert of our time. And I was like, <gasps> whoa. <laughs> like, just very taken aback by what Bravo. a sweet thing to say. Um, <laughs> the pressure is also very high. But um yeah, but guys, I, I I would follow Jessica. So Jessica has inspired me to be like, you know what? There's definitely a handful of parks around close to me in Austin. But again, like a five or 10 minute drive that I just yeah. have never gone to. And yeah, you never know when there's a new running trail you'll find. Exactly. Or... It's a good dog Austin. park out there that you had no oh, yeah. idea existed. I mean, yeah. yeah. Where Leo will ignore all the other dogs and instead <laughs> go up to other owners and be like, hello, take me home because my mother ignores me. <laughs> won't let me on the couch anymore she's so cruel yes yes it's all it's just very I mean he's just like asleep dead to the world over here right now so I, was about to say, I don't even think I've heard his caller this entire recording I, no. I mean nothing he, he he has moved positions once but no big shakes or anything so very uh, strange I feel like he and or lady make some kind of appearance in every podcast mm-hmm. even if it's not like they're called out directly you're aware of their presence you know, well, there, there are times when I'm listening back to an episode of ours, either for editing or Ryan has sent me a completed one and I'm listening to it and I hear Leo's caller in the episode and yeah. I'm like, well, wait, where, where is he? And I'm looking around <laughs> for him and he's still in the, it's just, it's through, it's so realistic through the, uh, through the speakers. So, um, yes, well, um, this is where Ryan would also mention the phone number to leave us a voicemail at. I don't remember what that is, nor do I know where to find it quickly. So yeah. we will just drop it in, um, you know, in the Facebook group again. Just a reminder, it's in the Facebook group anyway. There you so, go. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just leave us a voicemail. Um, and uh, until next time, um, when Ryan will most likely be back, but we also love having Jessica here. Um, until Aww. next time, I'm Laurel. I'm Jessica. And we're listening. Oh, should I say bye, y'all? <laughs>